The following is a podcast from Morningstar Baptist Church. More information about Morningstar is available at morningstardayton.org. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Ben. I'm the executive pastor at Morningstar Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio. And I'm joined, as always, by John Decker. And we are, like everybody else, navigating coronavirus 2019 2020 yeah we don't even know what year it is <laughs> we, yeah it's so bad we don't even know what year it is um covid 19 in 2020 right and uh in the last couple of weeks we have begun to see and, and hear a lot of pastor discouragement but it all kind of came to a head here just uh last week and jack graham um who's at prestonwood baptist church put out a tweet and said some early surveys are indicating as many as 20 pastors will quit the ministry during and after this pandemic. The discouragement is very real right now. Pray and encourage your pastor. You said 20 pastors. 20, okay. You meant to say 20%. And since you were just reading, I figured you can start that reading over. Yeah. So, okay. Some early surveys report that as many as 20% of pastors will quit the ministry after and during the pandemic. Discouragement is very real right now pray and encourage your pastor and man that struck both of us mm-hmm. because we've we've seen the discouragement we've lived right. some of that a- as we've walked through this and then yesterday um, even we were at a pastor's conference where the same tweet was brought to light it is in the right. forefront of yeah. pastor's minds right now it is um, it's if even for pastors who might not be part of that 20 percent I guarantee you that there's a very large percentage of pastors in this moment that have at least thought about it. Can I go sell insurance? Can I go sell cars? Can I go be a truck driver? I mean, it's, it's, I promise you there's pastors who maybe they won't be the ones who bail. So it is on the forefront. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Discouragement doesn't always necessarily lead us to leave ministry, right. but it, it can cause us to be ineffective. It can mm-hmm. cause us on um, great, problems at home yeah. it can cause a lot of things and so whether y- your pastor is looking to leave or not right it's still a minority 20 percent is still right. a minority it's, right. it's a big it's a number, big number though yeah but the discouragement number is mm-hmm. is probably considerably higher than 20 percent of people that are dealing with right it. right and i think probably what we're going to see in, in which is going to be even more says you're going to have a lot of pastors who maybe that maybe they're like five years away from retirement. Yeah. They're going to be like, you know what? I'm just, I'm out now. Mm-hmm. Um, which we're like, okay, well that's not that big of a deal. Right. So it's, right. he's got five years. He's going to retire early, but that affects transition times that affects mm-hmm. momentum of churches. It, it, so it, it really goes deep and you and I trying to figure that out as well. Like, okay. Like you said, discouragement's here all the time. And, and right. you and I, we've even had podcasts on, discouragement anytime you make a big decision in the church that kind of stuff there's there's you get pushback or people get upset and that kind of stuff people leave your church and it can cause discouragement but there's something different about this pandemic and that's something that you and i were talking about oh man over the last several days even that it's not something it's not a college course they teach you in seminary Mm -hmm. right pandemic 101 responding to to, like to what, stressful what to yeah, yeah. No, nobody knows this and I, so whether your pastor has a doctorate degree or a bachelor's degree i promise you this is not something that that anybody can be prepared for it's mm-hmm. kind of like i gave the illustration earlier it's kind of like this idea of of trying to get out of handcuffs and a straight jacket underwater with a blindfold but you're not houdini and you've never been trained mm-hmm. on it you don't know how to do it but we're trying to figure it out right and, and it's crazy because 
all of the information that we're seeing coming from our government and from news is all different. Mm -hmm. Like we, you can't, you can't get just a straight informational answer from anywhere. It's all slanted for one reason or another, mm-hmm. and we'll stay away from that for this podcast yeah. anyway. <laughs> Definitely a different podcast for a different time, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, but none of the information's even consistent. Right. So, man, you're trying to, to dissect this information. You're praying, and and then it comes down to I've got to make a decision, at least for this week, mm-hmm. because it might change for next week, but I've got to make a decision of whether we're going to shut the church down or whether we're going to do a drive-in service or whether we're going to do mask or whether we're going to encourage mask or whether mm-hmm. we're going to require mask and all the different when we're going to open our children's ministry yeah. and so the amount of decisions are through the roof and they, they change week to week yep. and then it comes to making a decision and I think you can probably speak into that even a little bit stronger than I can yeah so we you know this has been going on since March right and I remember me you and Ryan sitting in the office when March when this was all going down and we're trying to figure this out and looking and going, I don't know. And, yeah. and you're right. And so from March to this week, to this very day, mm-hmm. you're ev- every week, there's another decision that has to be made. Now that's just life in general, but there's something different about like, this is like, okay, what do we do with the direction of our church? And that's yep. not a typical, de- that's not a typical thing that pastors have to answer every week. Mm-hmm. Like we, we all like, for the most part, we know our church, we know where we're going. We know our, our mission statement. We know our vision and, and everything we do moves toward that. But now we have to filter that through our response to COVID. And yeah. so that has definitely had a lot of things on. So then you talk about things like you talk about, do we shut down for two weeks? Yeah. Do we do online only? Do we do online only at home and encourage them to meet in small groups? Do we, then when we come back, how long are we going to do the drive-in service right. for? These are things that you and I had to work, walk through. Yeah. So then, okay, so we did the drive-in service then. Okay, so we want to meet back together and... Because uh, at least in our state, they never forced churches to shut down. We were just trying to be, you know, go along too as well and try to, hey, let's try to to be good stewards of all that. But then, okay, or, or do we do start back meeting? If we do, do we limit the number of people mm-hmm. coming in? And at that time, masks weren't required. And yeah. then we start meeting and everything's rolling. All of a sudden, the mask thing came out. Um, and it's, and then coming down on a side every right. week, you're having to figure out, do I come down on a side? How do I make this decision? And so, then you have, so you have the pressure of the decision. Then you have the fallout from whatever decision you make. Right. Right. So we say, Hey, we're going to have, we're going to, we're going to shut the church down for two weeks, but we're going to go to online services. Well, then you have people who are like, why are we shutting the church down? Mm-hmm. Are we not faithful? Do we not have faith in God? Like, why are we shutting the church, church down? And then you have some, then when you do the drive-in service, well, we didn't shut it down long enough. I know it's drive-in, but Hey, people aren't, aren't allowed to do drive-in service. Are we allowed, or why are we doing that? And then we go from drive-in to meeting in person. You have people like, you're going to kill everybody. How dare you come meet yeah. in person? Like, what in the world? And then you have some that are excited that we're meeting in person. Mm. Um, but they're upset because we have the chair space apart, right? Yeah. And then and then the mask thing came out. And you have people like, hey, why aren't we making people wear masks? Right. You're like, well, we're going to go with the, but the mandate says that we're not required to enforce it. So you come as your conscience dictates you to come to church. And we're not going to ask you that question. So then the same thing. You have people who think you're killing people because you're not mm-hmm. enforcing the mask. Um, and then you have people like, Hey, um, I will, if you tell people you have to wear a mask, we're never, ever come to church ever again. Yeah. And then you, so you have all that stressors, right? You, no matter what decision you make in somebody's mind, it's the wrong decision. Yep. Um, and there's no right or wrong answer on any of it. And that's, what's frustrating for you and I, yeah. especially cause we, we make very thought out decisions that, Hey, this is because we want to get to that next place. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong on this. Like we're just trying to wade through it and, so you have that stress, right? 
of this. And then as pastors, I think a lot of pastors are dealing with stuff right now um, as they watch their church community. Cause I think there's other studies that show what a third of church members will not return to church yeah. after this is over. So we have people who are, have either told us outright or posted on social media that they don't feel safe going to church. They're not going to go to church. But then three weeks later, they're at the zoo, right? They got pictures at the zoo or they're at the lake. And then you're like, wait a minute. Like, and that hurts as a, yeah. as a you're like, wait a minute. Like, um, and, and so then you have that stress. Mm-hmm. Like, am I not doing something right as far as like reaching out to them? How are we not drawing them in? Then you have the isolation of your seniors and that bothers you as a shepherd, as a pastor that, yeah. You have a whole group of your senior citizens in your church that are scared to death because of the meat, like you said, like it's just bombarding nonstop. They sit at home and watch the news. Sit at home and watch the the news, and that's all they watch. And so they're scared to do anything, and they're isolated, which is not healthy for anybody, let alone our senior adults. And you're like, how do we get them comfortable enough to come in, and what do we need to do? And it's, man, so I get it. I get why 20% of pastors are like, I'm done. Like it's not. I, I can't win. Yeah. And so I don't see it. Like every decision I make, there is a group and it may be the group that was praising me last week mm-hmm. is telling me this week that I am making a foolish decision. Right. And then on top of it, there's this look of even at your own family and your family's response. Mm-hmm. Right. To the pandemic. And right. hey, your family should be doing this. And it's like, hey. At least in, in our ministry, it's, right? Yeah, that's a, that's an that's not an an option, right? Um, right. It's a non-starter for us. Yeah, like, that's yeah, that's an immediate conversation ender. Right, right. But and you've got people watching your family, your mm-hmm. church response. You've got every little. I mean, in in Ohio, and where we are in Ohio, you can choose whether to send your kids to school or do online school. Right. And so people are even watching, like you guys, yeah. and saying. What are you going to do? And then they're going to make a judgment on whether you should have sent. Yeah. Why are you sending your boys to school in the middle? Don't you love your kids? Oh, I know. It's and it's just (laughs) I I can't imagine. We've got friends in California who are dealing with even more strict. Right. um, Responses and and the things that they're walking through. And we've got I mean, everybody in every state. So you can't reach out to your friends and say, hey, how are you doing What the governor's new whatever, Mm -hmm. because they're in a different state. Their rules are. They're playing with a totally different set, totally of, different rules. set of rules. And that makes it even more difficult because yeah. there is no there is no equal playing field on this. Right. Right. There is no centralized message on this. And and that just leads to a lot of stuff. So you have those stresses that, man, it's waiting. And then you and I have talked about this, too. Then you have. Unfortunately, there are some pastors who are judging other pastors based on how they're responding mm-hmm. in their context. Make trying to make the best. Like, And you so you got judgment from some church members. You got judgment yeah. from the community. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of your church. And then sometimes even worse, like you have some pastor going, well, I can't believe they're meeting. Right. I can't believe that church is not where I can't believe that church is making people wear masks. And so so we're attacking our own as well. Right. And so it's it, it's it's coming to a point where one, it's all unhealthy anyway. Like the right. whole thing is unhealthy. And 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 pastors are going to reach their limit. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so for us. Like, and, and we want to encourage everyone listening is that uh, whether you're a pastor or whether you're a church member, I'll speak to the pastor. I'll let you speak on the behalf of the church members. But for yeah. pastors, like, like we're all trying to figure out for our own context and everybody, every church's context is different. So our church in Centerville, Ohio, we got to like our people have kind of responded a little differently. Like yeah. we the majority of our people are like, hey, let's we're going to keep living and we're going to do it right. And yeah. so 
it's a little different for us. But then we've heard of churches that they reopen. They only got 10% of their congregation coming back. Yep. And we haven't experienced that. We've got actually really great momentum going. But everybody's different. Their mm-hmm. context is different. So we can't judge another pastor for still doing online because he knows if I open, I'm going to have five people in my church. Right. right? And so so we just want to help support and love them in their context of what they're doing. And so we got to make sure we remember that as we're tr- all trying to wait through this together. Absolutely. And then for church members, I would say this. As you are watching your pastor make these decisions, know that they are coming with sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. Know that they are coming with conversation with others. They are, are doing their best to make this a first and foremost, man, give grace. Mm-hmm. Just be gracious with your pastor. Understand that th- the weight that he feels to shepherd well and to lead well is immense. It is his calling in life, and he's doing his best. I would also say if, if you see a decision your pastor makes and you say, man, I'm not sure if I agree with that decision. Mm-hmm. Don't call Betty from down the street mm-hmm. and say, do you agree with the pastor's decision? No, me, me neither. And and don't start that conversation. If it comes to the place you need to talk to somebody with that gracious mind, say, hey, pastor, I want to understand why did you make the decision that you made? Mm-hmm. It's not the one I want to make, but I just want to understand right. that decision and come humbly and graciously to your pastor and and giving them the benefit of the doubt that it's prayed over that obviously they don't want to kill their congregation. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's very much everyone's trying to do their best and talk to your pastor, not about him Mm -hmm. and and be gracious and kind. Right. And that, and that's huge. Um, because at, at some point, there are no right answers, right? Right. There's just the best answer we can come up with in that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, show grace. And I think that goes for everyone. And, and we, we talked, it's been three weeks now since we, cause we had a missionary in and then we had youth Sunday last Sunday and Ryan did a, a fantastic job. Um, but we were in act seven and the same situation, same, same problem, just different situations surrounding yeah. it. Right. It wasn't a virus. It was people being neglected or at yeah. least being perceived as being neglected that, brought that accusation to in fact the bible says it was a complaint so it does the bible doesn't even say whether it was a true complaint or not right it just says there was a complaint an accusation was made that certain groups of widows were being neglected and the apostles had a choice that they could they could either take a side yeah and come down on one side or the other um which is what human nature would be like okay well yeah you're right you guys are wrong for this or hey you guys get over it because they're not neglecting you right but then that would have furthered uh in uh, made that divide larger yeah right and I, I love what they did. Acts 7 says instead of coming down on the side, they raised up, they chose seven people from their church to help and make sure that at, there was a place at the table for everyone. Yep. And for our church, for Morningstar Baptist Church, that's all we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're going to come down on the side of the gospel. Yes. Because that's our vision. That's our mission. There is nothing else that we are commanded to do than spread the gospel here and around the world. And so we want to make sure there's a place at the table for everyone. So whether you're like, I have to wear a mask because the governor says I have to, and I'm scared of getting sick, or you're on the side that says, hey, this is all politicized and there's no way there. That's great. There's a place at the table for all of you. Yeah. Um, and we're going to make it as safe as we possibly can in that moment. And so I'm going to encourage our, our pastor friends to do the same thing. Look, don't, don't, we got to quit worrying about coming down on the side of all this. As far as like, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Let's just make it a place at the table for everyone. And then the same thing goes for our people. Um, yep. Because when we're making a place at the table for everyone, then we get that family that's come in looking for answers. Yeah. And they feel welcome, not because you have a mask or you don't have a mask or because you're social distancing, you're not social distancing, but they feel like there's a place at the table for them because you are loving them in that moment, in that context. 
and they're finding the answers in the gospel, in the word of God that we are boldly proclaiming in our church. And I think if we can maintain that yes, through this, no matter what happens with politics, no matter what happens with governors, no matter what happens with anything, the church of Jesus Christ is going to thrive and grow and be enlarged in ways that we could never even imagine. I firmly still believe that a revival could very well break out and it's not going to be based on what a church does uh, with all those issues. It's going to be, did we make a place at the table for everyone? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And just want to encourage you as you walk through this, um, to drop the need to argue with everyone on social media, to mm-hmm. need the need to argue with everyone about your side, um, but to make your life and position your life in a way that it would be honoring and pleasing to God, that it would share the good news of Christ with others, and, and to realize that through all of this, there's going to be a lot of opinions, a lot of strong opinions, a lot of strong feelings, because of things you've walked through in your own life, Man, it's about Jesus, and mm-hmm. it's about people that don't know him and sharing Jesus with those people. And so just want to encourage you, position your life, even through this pandemic, in a way that you're trying to accomplish the Great Commission. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>